What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Breaking Ground Podcast. I'm Mike Gregg, and today I'm very excited to have Ben Brunei on the podcast with us. Ben owns Paydirt Support, uh, and Ben offers... Um, estimate? No, not estimating. Ben, tell us what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thanks for having me on, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, you know, we pretty much uh, tried to provide uh, support services for you know, small to mid-sized excavation contractors. Uh, one of our, you know, pretty much our, our one of our main services is uh, performing takeoffs and estimating and uh, complete bid proposals. Uh, along with that, I mean, we also do 3D GPS modeling, CAD drafting, uh, value engineering, and uh, office support services as well. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, we, we're really focused on the estimating and bid uh, bid work for sure. Okay. So that's what I meant to say. So uh, we'll just insert that. <laughs> <laughs> so you are kind of like a remote estimating and bidding department for other companies. Is Is that accurate? Yes, yes. So uh, we have a couple local clients here in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, where we're based at. But uh, really, we can work for anybody in the world as long as we have a set of plans and geotech report and go from there. Yeah. So that leads me directly into um, another question. How, how, what does it take to, um, so I'm not familiar with the estimating and bidding process at all, but what does it take to um, remotely view someone else's project and put together an accurate um, estimate. Uh, can, can you kind of just touch on that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, it kind of takes uh, some work from from both ends, from myself and my clients as well for it. Um, and we keep it in close communication throughout pretty much all these projects. Um, <clears throat> you know, so for one, just from the baseline, we really like to have is, you know, like a good set of plans for it, um, you know, a geotechnical report provided, um, you know, any other information, if we're doing like a complete bid, uh, we try to, you know, usually we have a contact list of suppliers that our clients use and, um, you know, we have like all their rates and such their machines. We build up, uh, some clients overheads as well, um, you know, to figure out like what their costs and charges should be. Um, and as far as, um, kind of other projects and stuff, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, back and forth and such, I guess, with uh, some projects as far as like engineers and changing of plans and such. Um, it's also kind of difficult to, um, I guess, estimate some of these projects, uh, uh, predominantly land clearing from uh, far away. So a lot of times mm -hmm. we definitely need some like videos and pictures and just some more information of, you know, getting boots on the ground out there. So. Gotcha. And are there local factors that, um you adjust for so you are on the east coast somewhere you're helping estimate and bid a project that's in california um do you uh, account for local markets things like that like how do you how do you deal with that yeah of course so as far as that goes you know we do have um some great resources as far as you know different um you know wages and just rates of labor and costs associated from all different parts of uh, you know the us british columbia canada um so that does really help to have that 
Um, and it does definitely range on, you know, from, from your market, um, you know, even some, some states, you might be in the same state, but I've uh, kind of noticed that if you're in like a rural town, uh, the prices always seem to be a little bit less than if you're near a major city. Sure. So we use quite a different, um, a few different resources to help with that. Um, you know, we use, um, RS means, which is very helpful. And also thankfully we normally have multiple contractors in different states as well. So, um, you know, we can also kind of, you know, gauge and price off of those and what we've seen, and, you know, what's been working for other guys as well. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad to hear you got uh, some work happening in BC. That's where I'm at, British Columbia. <laughs> yes, sir. So let's step back a little bit. Um, I understand that you started off in the excavation business. So can you kind of walk us through uh, your experience in excavating and how that led you into this um, kind of support business that supports other excavation companies. Yeah, for sure. So I pretty much have kind of always been around like a civil construction. Um, my family's to own uh, being the ready mix business. Um, so it's not the same as excavation, but it was always around that always in, you know, quarries, gravel pits, uh, concrete plants. So it's always been something that I've had a passion for um, anything related with, uh, I guess, heavy machinery. Um, and then I actually started uh, my own excavation and well, started as a landscape company, really. And I quickly got into excavation. We did a lot of hardscapes and retaining walls as well. And um, got to, you know, some small and mid-sized civil projects and did a lot of you know service line work and stuff like that. Um, so... I honestly, I kind of got too big for my britches. And um, whenever I was done with the excavation business, um, you know, I had a, a quite a few you know, different pain points and such. Um, and estimating was one of those. And just really anything office related was really hard to keep up on with being a you know, smaller to mid-sized contractor. So it's kind of how I uh, got into this. Um, I actually had a remote estimator that would help me from time to time, um, whenever I was, you know, installing myself, and um, he actually now we work together, and he's been doing this for about forty years. Um, so that's definitely been beneficial for me to have, and um, really just trying to, you know, like I said, all these pain points that I had, I you know would work you know 10, 12, 14 hour days every day, go back home, you know, then I would once I got home, I wasn't really at home, I'm still working, doing estimates, and. Um, I know I'm not the only guy out there that was going through that and we're still going through that. So. Mm. So you wanted to get out of, uh, out of excavation and kind of move. How, how did the, how did the transition happen from, uh, you're running the excavation business and at some point you decide you're going to pivot and, uh, and move into this side of it. Yeah. So really I, I had, um, like, a. I probably had about 20 guys for a hardscape division and I had about 10 guys or so for the excavation side of things. And, um, I was really a getting pretty annoyed. significant operation. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, quite a few people. Um, and, uh, you know, we did a lot of work, but, um, really, you know, I was really getting tired of the residential, uh, aspect of things and, um, just was not, uh, really for me. So I was trying to get out of that and do commercial and, you know, I started getting my foot in the door more so and more so with commercial work. 
and uh, was doing all that. And really, I, I kind of, uh, just to be transparent, I kind of shot myself in the foot. I had all this cash flow from the hardscape division, um, and I cut that out a little too soon, and that kind of ruined some of the cash flow on there. And, um, you know, whenever I was doing the excavating, it was all commercial. So you have to kind of wait on your money there and everything. And um, it was just getting so stressful and tiring and everything. So I was really just tired of dealing with everything. And, you know, I guess uh, I think everybody has issues with labor and, um, you know, all the other headaches and aspects that come along with this line of work. So really wanted to get out of that portion of it. I still wanted to stay, you know, in the industry, um, you know, preferably again with excavation. Um, and it kind of was uh, really an accident on how I, it wasn't necessarily an accident, but uh, it was, uh, I did not uh, think that it would turn into this here that I have going on now. So uh, whenever that was all going on, I um, was kind of racking my brain on, you know, like, what am I, you know, what am I going to do next or whatever. So I made a couple posts on uh, some of those Facebook groups, like the North American uh, owner operators. I think this is the page that we met on actually. And, um, you know, I made a post on there saying that I, you know, perform takeoffs and such. And, um, you know, I was kind of thinking, you know, it was, it'd be like a side hustle and such. It wasn't, you know, anything full time or anything of that nature. And I, I woke up the next morning by the time then I had like 37 messages and emails in my inbox for, all of these, you know, takeoff requests and such. So that actually became immediately full-time, thankfully. <laughs> that's, that's a 37. That's a real number. That's a lot of, yes, messages. it's a real number. I don't post. know how it is. I, I remember <laughs> it for some reason, but yeah, I count them all. Cause I was like, there's no way this is real right now. Like, these people pull my leg, you know, of course, not all of them, uh, you know, went through with it, you know, somewhere just, you know, just kind of poke around, see what was up with it. But, you know, a lot of them did convert to sales and clients and, I think of the first few clients that I did have, you know, we still work together, you know, uh, on like a weekly basis. So it's uh, super fortunate on my end for sure. Interesting. And these days, uh, where are your clients coming from? Are you running other campaigns or is it pretty much all Facebook? Are you doing um, billboards or towing banners with airplanes or uh, <laughs> how are you getting your, how are you getting your new clients? No, no, no banners yet on the airplanes or anything of that nature. Um, honestly, uh, you know, we've actually have started to, we haven't really went forth this yet, but we've been building up like a marketing campaign and some plans for this, but I honestly have not advertised at all besides, you know, paying for a website and everything and building the website. Um, you know, I have no um, marketing or advertising expenses, thankfully, and it's been just coming from word of mouth and referrals um really still from all of these excavation pages on facebook um i never you know to this day still like kind of am, uh, like dumbfounded that all this work has just been from facebook and referrals and such i wonder how many businesses operate just from facebook groups you know what i mean like there's just every industry has dozens of groups of just full of people who are looking for things i, I don't know it's something i think about sometimes but that that's really interesting you're just you have one channel all your clients are coming through facebook so that's exactly. working really well for you yeah it has been i mean i haven't even you know i used to post in those groups you know a decent amount of time you know maybe every couple of weeks just saying hey you know i'm still alive here and i still do takeoffs and now it's just been i'll you know almost every day i get an email or a message or something from somebody that i've never you know talked to halfway across the country looking to get some work done so 
Um, again, super fortunate for that. I have a lot of great clients that will also, uh, you know, shout me out and stuff. And these groups, there's always, you know, somebody posting asking for help with estimating or, you know, looking for an estimator or something. And thankfully, you know, a lot of my guys that I work with, you know, they don't mind uh, sharing me around, thankfully, and they'll uh, throw my name out there. So that's really impressive. Um, so you started out with these 37 messages. Uh, some of them <laughs> turned into clients, some of them didn't, like you mentioned. How have you grown since then in terms of uh, you're not doing any additional marketing, but um, I think you mentioned you have employees now. So are you offering other services? How has your business kind of expanded in the uh, in the time since you first uh, decided to go with this? Yeah, so, you know, it started off with just doing takeoffs, um, you know, for people. And, uh, you know, once I did a couple takeoffs for some clients, you know, they'd say, hey, you know, I don't have enough time to do, you know, my production estimate on this or my bid proposal or this or that. And they say, you know, they would ask me to do that. So I would start to, you know, build all this up with, you know, previous numbers that I had for myself. You know, I would review their prior numbers also with them on projects. Um and start building it all up from there. Um, so now it's nice. I kind of have a database of, you know, a lot of my clients with, you know, what it takes to do stuff so I can be more accurate with these. And, you know, it, just, it kept leading on to, you know, one thing to another, though, is really what it is, you know, then it would be, you know, can you handle all the sales? You know, can you reach out to the GCs? You know, can you, you know, um, you know, call up engineers to make sure all this is correct? Um, you know, even doing, you know, we'll even do billing and such for companies and, you know, handle, um, you know, essentially some inbound phone calls, uh, emails, all sorts of stuff. So it's really evolved into a lot more than just takeoffs. And it's kind of more of almost like, um, like outsourcing, you know, for small to mid-sized guys for anything from, you know, just takeoffs and all the way up to, you know, complete bid proposals or, you know, even doing GPS models. We do top of surveys all across the U.S., um, you know, with, with uh, drones. And again, with, you know, a lot of office support as well, um, you know, to do you know, invoicing, you know, to do the AIA paperwork here, um, all sorts of different stuff. And pretty much hmm. anything that, you know, is not really field related, you know, that has to be done in the office, we can, you know, generally do most of most of that. So this is probably one of the best examples I've ever heard of you identified a gap in a market, like somewhere where there's just a huge need um, and not much there, not many people meeting that need. And you've just kind of swooped in and 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 had a business. Um built up very quickly. Um, good for you. I mean, congratulations on that. That's really exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about as you've grown, uh, do you have employees now? And if so, uh, can you talk a little bit about finding employees, uh, how you've managed that, how you uh, source and keep good people, that type of thing? Yeah. So I have about let's see, six employees now. And um, it's it's hard to find, especially for um you know excavation even just the takeoffs on the excavation because there's you know there's so much more to it than you know doing like a takeoff or estimate on like drywall or something you know i mean you have so many of these factors you have these plans um you know that you kind of need specialized software to uh you know read these plans and such for like your cut fill quantities and you know you have to read the geotechnical reports which you know sometimes could be you know 300 pages long um and 
it, it's it's really hard to find anybody that you know has already you know that, that some anybody else is really doing this is either probably doing it on their own in their own excavation business themselves or they look for you know, probably a larger company doing this so for me it's been tough to find um some people at first and it took me kind of a while to figure it out but i feel like um delegation um has really been helping with that you know i just have you know one person that will only do the cut fill reports one person that only does the underground reports i have a person that reads the geotechnical reports and some handles some other paperwork and then you know the rest the rest of the office staff really is just to you know pretty much just handle paperwork and um you know small odds and ends and scheduling for other people so um it's, it's really been tough at first to find anybody to actually expand and i was you know actually kind of uh I don't know earlier i guess about a year ago i was like, yeah i don't know how i can really expand on this because it's really hard to to find this so it's really just about delegation in this business and double checking so you know everything that goes out i double check uh, all the takeoffs i i'm really the only one that touches all the numbers for bid proposals and such um so there's kind of it's definitely been a challenge to find good employees for sure um it's a very, again, it's a very specific trait to estimate and to know about it. Yeah. And it, it kind of seems like you, you touched on this, but most of the people who know this, who have this, you know, doing something um, rather than, I, I guess maybe people would be working for a larger company as well, but yeah, it would be hard to, to kind of source people, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, a lot of, um, you know, prior when I had my excavation business myself, I, uh, like I said, I have a guy that now he works with me as well that, you know, he's, uh, he's been doing this for a very long time. Um, but before I met him, I had tried to, you know, outsource my estimates myself to other companies. And, you know, I would normally do, uh, whenever I would do that, I would, you know, do a takeoff and compare it to what they got to, you know, see if I could trust it. And I just felt like there's a lot of companies out there that weren't really doing, um, you know, they couldn't really answer any questions that I had on it. They, a lot of stuff, you know, even as simple as like the type of pipe bedding or backfill, they wouldn't put the appropriate amounts in. They never checked the details and stuff. And, you know, stuff, stuff still can get missed here and there. But, you know, I tried to, mm -hmm. you know, always keep the quality up there because, you know, um, you know, I mean, some of these huge job sites, I mean, if you're off, you know, if you accidentally put in the wrong, number on you know one thing it could equate to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars so there's a lot that goes into this and uh at the end of the day if my customers you know aren't making money from what i'm doing then you know they're not going to use me i'm not going to make money either so it's got a mm -hmm. give and take there for sure and what are the key things that have helped you grow in this business um since the beginning, um, you know, what, what are the, what have been the most important things that have kind of helped you, um, expand and grow? Yeah. So we're definitely still in the growing phases here. Um, especially on, you know, some of the, um, uh, the office support and our sales side of things. We're pretty much at capacity on both of those right now to really take on any more work, um, as far as those two portions go, but on takeoffs and bid proposals and estimates and such, um, a lot of it has been, you know, using, you know, the appropriate softwares and such, um, you know, getting whatever works for you best and easy to use um, accuracy. Um, again, delegation has really helped us to grow as well mm -hmm. to, you know, have, you know, certain people just only do certain things. 
there's just a lot of if you haven't been around this industry um you know for you know a while or don't know um all the ins and outs of it or haven't really you know done both the office side and you know been in the field it's you know kind of hard for to find people that can do all of that so that's been a major thing um as well as i have a lot of a long a lot of customized spreadsheets um you know, we have one that we're currently building into a software to help actually bid and estimate these projects um you know quicker more accurate um so it's, a lot of it comes into place with again the right people and um you know having you know these softwares technology these days has just really um you know, i couldn't do couldn't do what i do without all this uh, technology and software mm -hmm. yeah that that makes me wonder is there um in the future is there a model where you have software available um that people can subscribe to that is sort of a, a simplified version of what you do that helps small smaller business owners be a little bit more accurate with their estimating is something like that are you guys working on that or have you ever thought about that yeah so it's actually something that we're we definitely have um you know have been thinking about and i mean we actually really are developing it we're developing it for our own use first of course so we can test it out and such but we're trying to make it so you know, again, there's a lot of, um, so like, for instance, you know, like, again, going back to like the drywall reference earlier, a lot of that, you know, is just kind of, you know, every, you know, you buy it for the same place every time you have a certain amount of nails for it or mud or, you know, whatever goes into it all. And you just, it just spits out, you know, um, you know, on all of these takeoff programs, you can just spit out a number and a bid proposal easily, you know, and here there's a lot that goes into it, you know, especially if you have, you know, undercuts of like unsuitable fills or rock or anything like that. There's a lot of, um, you can't just, this is not really a plug and play thing. You have to, you know, use your head on it. You know, some jobs mm -hmm. are easier than others and some are way more difficult than others. So what I'm trying to do here is, you know, all of these, you know, I have this huge note list of all these pain points and what takes me so long to do. And we are just, we're currently now, we just about have our spreadsheet completely wrapped up to start building into a software here in the next month or two. And that will, you know, enable, um, you know, people just to kind of plug in their estimates there, they double check everything, you know, you can put in it, you know, what kind of materials are under it, your expansion factors and such, and it will not necessarily spit you out exactly what you need. But as long as you can, you know, you're still going to put some manual things in there, like your materials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's um, just with how far we've progressed now, it probably cuts down my, you know, my estimating time and probably less than half on a lot of jobs um uh, mainly the ones that still do take a long time are mass cut and fill projects um you know because we kind of do like a manual you know haul road truck maps and stuff like that so we're trying to integrate you know everything from having you know haul truck maps into it all the way to you know being able to source your materials and such on there so it definitely shows a long way to go to get to there but um it will be there eventually <laughs> Well, keep us posted on that, and when uh, when something does become available in the future, I'll, I'll be happy to help you promote it. That that sounds like it could be really helpful for a lot of people. For sure, I do appreciate that. So, uh, moving on, Ben, what have been your biggest challenges in this business? Um, I really, um, there's there's quite a few, you know, that that can that can pop up um, in this business for sure. So, I think really primarily is you know with um on the bidding project side of things not really so much the estimating and or the takeoffs i should say or really the office support and such but you know one is just kind of tr for one just as a business as a whole just trying to kind of um you know i guess um you know 
again, delegate and figure out, um, you know, who does what and um, just trying to find a good system of process there. I think that goes for, you know, almost every business, but specifically in this one is, you know, uh, when we're bidding projects and, you know, changing scopes of work, um, you know, whenever they, you know, the general contractor or the uh, engineer puts out any addendums, you know, we have to sometimes completely redo a bid just because of, you know, a couple change contour lines and some different, you know, pipe locations. Um, I'd say one of our biggest challenges really is on the bidding side is um, obtaining like materials prices back for mainly like pipe and underground works and such. Um, the turnaround time is just, um, you know, from the pipe suppliers is a fairly decent time. So what we've been trying to do is just create a database every time we get a quote in now from from there, um, you know, from whoever the supplier is for that client and put that in there. You know, every so often, you know, about every two months, we'll, you know, ask if there's any sort of revised pricing or anything of that nature. Um, but that's really the main one because that's uh, really what affects our customers. You know, if we can't get the bid back within the due date, um, you know, even if it's not due to us, it's, you know, to these exterior factors. Um, just trying to do that so that eliminates, um, you know, some of the probability of, you know, turning in something late or not being on time or being inaccurate. So. Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, and what are you spending your time on these days, Ben, uh, as the business grows? Are you still, I mean, you touched on this before, but are, are you mostly working on bids day to day or are you managing your team primarily doing sales? What's, what's taking up most of your time? Yeah, so um, mainly is, um, you know, reviewing the takeoffs. So, you know, I still double check all the takeoffs that, you know, come through. It's not, again, we're not a massive business. I don't have, you know, tons of people uh, doing takeoffs for me. Just, you know, I have two of them plus myself. So I'm still doing takeoffs myself. Um, I do all of the um, building of all the bids. Um, so that's really what takes most of my time um, just to double check all that and, um, you know, again, reviewing all these takeoffs, um, you know, managing, you know, you know, client relations is a lot of it as well. And also sales. So kind of wearing a few different hats right now that take up some time, but I would definitely say probably the, you know, the, the largest amount of time that I spend is, uh, you know, building up, you know, bids and, you know, calling up engineers and general contractors and stuff for our clients that we do sales for. And you know, making sure all this information is you know 100% correct, and you know that we're that we're uh, following what they're that they're what they're writing down there for us to do on the plans and details. Uh, what common advice do you disagree with, Ben? Um, so I guess um, you know, there's a lot of guys that I see on these groups and such that always have like these unit pricing and stuff like that. Um, as far as on the estimating side, anyway. So I always I really, you know, it's nice to always have, you know, like a parameters of unit pricing in mind, but I don't think it's always a good thing just to go off of a certain one. There's so many different variables that can happen on a job site, especially in excavation, you know, I mean, you're working, you know, especially underground work, you never know what kind of soil conditions are there and how deep your trench is and, you know, what kind of backfill or bedding material you have, or, you know, even the specs for the city as far as, you know, um, restraining and installing the pipe itself or, you know, any other accessories. Um, so I think it's, uh, I, I see a lot on these pages of people just, you know, unit pricing. Um, I think that's really the main thing. And as far as this line of work is, you know, what I agree with, so, or what I do disagree with. <laughs> hmm. well, that makes sense. 
Um, as somebody who has worked in the industry kind of on two different sides of it, you've owned an excavation company, now you're supporting other excavation contractors. What would you tell somebody who's starting out right now? You have kind of a unique uh, bit of experience um, for this, right? I think a lot of guys starting out, this is the hardest part is knowing how to price jobs. So what, what would you say to somebody who was starting out and excavating tomorrow? Yeah, so I think, you know, a lot of it is, you know, don't, you know, don't be shy and go out and network, um, you know, follow up on all these proposals or bids, estimates, whatever you want to call it, that you send out. Um, you know, I, I've, I have definitely noticed that a lot of um, people that I've worked with in the past, um, some say, you know, hey, I didn't get this job or whatever. And I normally will ask them you know, if we don't handle their sales side and we're just, you know, doing a bid proposal for them, you know, they don't. Um, a lot of times I hear, you know, oh, I didn't follow up with them or I didn't do this. Um, a big thing is following up and communication, I think, with um, a lot of this. Um, some other things as well, especially with, uh, you know, getting into ex excavation, I think some other advice from um, especially seeing it with, you know, some of my clients I've been working with for, you know, about the past two years. Um, you know, some didn't have any sort of GPS or anything like that and or you know technologies in their and their equipment and i've seen some transition over to you know gps's and um you know just like tilt rotator stuff like that for like these smaller mid-sized guys and i know it's made a huge impact on their production um you know it makes you, you know, a lot more competitive and you know opt to get a lot more jobs um also i just another general bit is you know i I've, you know the, there's um you know, there's, there's always such a thing as, you know, too much work and there are such things as, as uh, you know, bad clients. So I know a lot of guys are, you know, really ambitious and excited to, you know, get some projects under their belt and stuff. But I think, uh, um, you know, a large amount, especially in the commercial world, is to, you know, be reading and understanding the contracts and the scopes of work. Um, you know, just don't be afraid to say no if, you know, something doesn't feel right with those or, um, you know, if you think the, the client's going to be a pain in the ass for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think we mostly covered everything, Ben. Is there anything else uh, you want to touch on before we close out here? Uh, uh, if you have anything, I'd be happy to talk about, but I don't know if I have anything off the top of my head right now, sir. No, I think we, we ripped through uh, all my questions pretty quick. Uh, you were pretty uh, concise and spot on with it. So, uh, in that case, let's start wrapping it up. Uh, where can people learn more about you and your business? Yeah, so they can visit uh, www.paydirtsupport.com and we have all of our services listed there and you can submit any uh, you know, plans or projects that you're wanting to get a bid on or you can also send us an email from there. Um, and it pretty much goes over everything that we do offer. Outstanding. And it's a great website, by the way. I'm uh, having you. a look through it right now. It's very well designed, very well done. Um, lay, lays out what you guys do perfectly. Um, so check out Ben at paydirtsupport.com. And uh, that's it for today. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you, Ben, for being here. I appreciate you making the time to kind of walk us through who you are and what you do. And for everybody listening, if you are looking for help with takeoffs, estimating, um, kind of on the, uh, you know, bidding and support side of, uh, of your business, definitely reach out to Ben and um, he can help you out. So thanks for listening. This has been the Breaking Ground Podcast. And if you're looking for help with your marketing website, that type of thing, 
uh, you can reach out to us at rankmaster.ca and we'd love to talk to you. Thanks again. Cheers.